Welcome to the Craft to Career Podcast with Elizabeth Chapel, where every week we dive into how you can turn your craft into a successful career. Get ready to have the career you've always dreamed of. Hello, welcome to episode 87 of the Craft to Career Podcast. I am Elizabeth Chapel, the host of the show. This week, I am going to chat with you about something that came up with my therapist in my latest session, and you're going to see how this applies to business and probably why you want a therapist yourself as a business owner. So we'll jump into that. The topic is how to emotionally protect yourself. And you know, as a business owner, that that is a necessary thing. So we're going to dive into that and all the things about how to emotionally protect yourself. Before we go further, though, I want to share something exciting that I am offering to all of you podcast listeners. Anyone who leaves a review on Apple Podcasts, a written review of the podcast, will be entered to win one free month of the Craft a Career Club. So two things. How do you do that? And what is the Craft a Career Club? So first of all, how you do that, you have to go to Apple Podcasts and you'll go to Craft a Career Show. You scroll down to the bottom and you can write a review. Then technicalities of this, you may have already done that. If you have, take a screenshot of your review. If you haven't, when you do write your review, take a screenshot. Then go into Instagram and send me a DM and share your review that you wrote. So some of you have already done this. I shared it with my audience via email. So some people are already entered, but if you're not, you can go ahead and leave a review and you can be entered to win one free month, January of the Craft to Career Club. So this podcast is coming out Friday, December 16th. You have until December 31st to leave a review and to DM me and send me that screenshot because January, beginning of January, realistically, it's going to be Monday the 2nd because January 1st is New Year's Day and it's a Sunday. But January 2nd, I will announce and pick who the winner is. And then let's talk about what this is that you're qualified to enter. So first of all, if you're listening to the podcast, you're most likely a quilterpreneur or some sort of entrepreneur turning your craft into a career. The Craft to Career Club I will break down every month one thing for you to focus on as an entrepreneur. I'll hold your hand, I'll guide you, show you how to do it, give you the tools to do it. And then where if you have questions throughout the month, you send those questions to me and I host a Q&A. There's also small groups where you get to meet with a small group and hold yourself accountable. There are prizes where you get to enter to win a coaching call just by doing the thing that month. And yeah, it's I'm really excited about it. It's sort of like coaching that I've not seen before. I've taken other courses, I've joined other memberships, and I've never seen one that just breaks down exactly what to focus on month by month. Usually I go in, I'm like, oh my goodness, there's so much information and content here. It's all really good, but how do I narrow this down? Or if you aren't taking courses or classes or part of a membership, it just feels overwhelming. Like, ah, what do I do? I, I can hear this podcast or I know that I need to do X, Y, Z, but this overwhelm, you know, not to mention it can feel lonely or you just want accountability and motivation. 
So that is what the Craft to Career Club is. Normally, this is only open to alumni, so people who've taken one of my courses in the past, but this is a little loophole. You will, whoever wins, I'll do a total random drawing of everyone who DMs me their, a screenshot of their review. You do not have to be an alumni. You will get one free month in the club, regardless if you've taken a course of mine or not. And it might be a really great way for you to kind of feel out, do I like her teaching style? Is this going to be valuable? Uh, what's this cohort like? You know, what are the people like who have taken things with her before? So go ahead and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. And it's impossible to do it on Spotify at this point. So Apple Podcasts is the place to leave the written review. Send me a screenshot and you'll be entered to win. So with that... Let me actually share a review that was just written, and it is from The Magical Needle, Paulette from The Magical Needle. Paulette says, your podcast is the best business and quilting podcast that I've listened to. It's not only inspirational, but also a wealth of important information. I tell all of my friends, including non-quilters, to listen to your podcast. You speak from your heart and tell us the good and the bad. Your podcast speaks volumes, and I like how you don't sugar sugarcoat anything. Thank you again for your amazing down-to-earth podcast. Well, Paulette, thank you for your review. And yeah, you've summed me up in a nutshell. Straight from the heart, I don't sugarcoat things. And hopefully, you know, tangible things that can help you as a business owner. And I am glad that you noticed that I don't sugarcoat things because sometimes I'll listen to other podcasts and they talk about how amazing things are or all you have to do is this and you get da-da-da-da-da. And it sometimes leaves me feeling like a little hopeless or how, but how? Like, how do you do that thing? I know it just leaves me scratching my head a little bit more or not having these tangible things. So I'm really glad that you... Notice that, Paulette, and that that's coming across to you, listeners. So one of those topics that um, isn't sugarcoating it is today, how to emotionally protect yourself. So running a business can be really hard for a lot of reasons. Uh, One of the big reasons is how it can affect us emotionally as a business owner. It is a roller coaster, right? There are days where you feel like, I am on top of the world. This is amazing. And then there are days where you're like, this is the worst. I need a closed shop and we're going to see if I can even survive, you know, <laughs> or everyone hates me or I'm in, incompetent. I mean, just the ups, the ups are really high. The lows could be really low. So I want to talk about some ways that we can emotionally protect ourselves, kind of safeguard from these things or how to cope with them. So First of all, I want to take a look at some of the things that can be emotionally difficult or draining as an entrepreneur. Often we don't talk a lot about this emotional side, you know, the psychological side of running a business, but I do. I want to jump into that today. So I made a list of some of the things that I could think about. I guarantee if this were like an open mic thing, There are so many more that I can't think about right now that you as a business owner, you're probably like, uh, I just dealt with this today. Let me share this one. Um, so I don't want to like dwell on these negative things, but I just want to bring up some things that are normal and you probably have experienced them. If you haven't buckle up, you probably will. 
So we'll talk about what we experience and then I want to talk about ways to manage that. So one, you could have an unhappy customer. Two, someone starts to sell the same thing as you. Three, we see other people growing their audience or selling things faster, selling more quantity. Basically, we kind of feel like they're having more success than we are. Four, when you put yourself out there, all of a sudden people expect you to show up being perfect. And people, one of the things that can be really emotionally difficult is people start to point out the mistakes that you're making. And we're going to dive into that one a little bit. Number five, our loved ones. We spend a lot of time on our business and that can take a toll on those that we love. Number six, mentally thinking about the business all the time, right? Let's just admit that if we're, uh, I've been in this for years and I'm still like, oh, yep, still thinking about it all the time. Number seven, judgment or unsolicited comments, feedback. And number eight, we talked a little bit about when you see someone else having major success, but number eight can be when those, when you're having more success than maybe some people that you have been equals with, and maybe your growth is going a little bit faster and you might start to feel resentment from those around you. So let's dive into what we can do about this. I'm sure, that, I'm sure there are many others, but the things that we're going to talk about, you can apply to, to really any area that you're feeling emotionally fragile. So rather than just focusing on, oh yeah, that's hard, or sitting back and talking about, oh, you know, complaining about what's difficult because anything in life, there's always going to be things that where things are hard, but let's look at how to, to cope with it, how to avoid emotional burnout, if you will. So first we talked about unhappy customers. Okay, so a couple of coping skills, mind work. And I say this one and I know when I hear it myself, I'm like, oh, what do you, what do you mean by mind work? So let's dive into this. First of all, when you hear from someone who's unhappy, take a breath, step back, do not respond immediately because you may not be your best self. And so just, you know, take a minute to calm down. Maybe even take a day. It's okay. Just take some time to step back and don't show up from a place of um, automatic response or replying out of a knee-jerk reaction, you know, take some time to sit with it. Then also evaluate as hard as it might be, is there some truth to what they're saying? Because it's actually really valuable feedback. How they're showing up might not be the best, you know, or it might, it might be polite. But if they're sharing something with you that could be improved, that could really help your business be better. I mean, we, we as business owners try to look ourselves at our business and like, hmm, how can I improve this? But if someone gives you this advice for free, hey, that's huge. Like you can run with that. You can use their feedback and improve your product or your service experience. And then just be nice. You know, the term kill them with kindness. It's really important to be nice and to have good customer service. Like nothing is more repelling 
than a business owner who is proud and is like, no, you're wrong, I'm right, or, or just ugly, you won't do any harm by being nice. So just be friendly. And in fact, I, I have a PDF download that goes with this podcast. You can go to quilterscandy.com forward slash 87. And you can get in the show notes there a free PDF download with some templates of auto response emails. There will be a template for an unhappy customer. There will be a template for someone who is giving you unsolicited advice. There will be a few just templates that you can look at and tweak to customize, but some ways to help protect yourself emotionally. So go ahead to quilterscandy.com forward slash 87 to get those free PDF templates of email responses. But yes, focus on being nice. It's just so important how you handle things. You cannot handle how someone treats you, but you can always be polite back. And sometimes I've even won a customer back or won a customer over by handling something with grace. And in the past, I've also totally lost a customer because I didn't handle it very well. So if you can learn from the school of hard knocks from Elizabeth and avoid worrying about the bottom line, like, oh, but I'm gonna lose X amount of money if I do this, just be nice. Be, if in question of how to handle it, err on the side of being extra generous and kind. Again, school of hard knocks. I've learned that the hard way. Just trust me on that one. Then see if you can fix the thing they're upset about or if you can make it right in some way. So a refund or whatever that might look like for your experience or your product. Uh, seeing if you can make it right. Again, you might be like, well, they're just being an idiot. Like, they don't need to be made right. Still, if they're feeling really upset, honestly, sometimes it's more of an emotional thing. Um, if nothing else, let them feel like they're listened to and that, okay, thank you so much. I will definitely think about this, you know, even if you're not going to. Um, but the thing is, you probably will because when you get an email like that, it tends to linger in our brains and in our minds. So... So just letting them know that there's some kind of reconciliation. And then, as I mentioned before, learn from the feedback. Improve your product, improve your experience, whatever it might be that you offer. And again, this is invaluable feedback that you can use to make things better moving forward. So now let's talk about if someone starts selling the same product as you, this is going to happen. Again, if it hasn't happened already, it will. So let's talk about some mind work here. A lot of this is mind work. So just being intentional, journaling is very helpful to write down your thoughts and to even write down the way you want to feel because it will help you get there sooner. But we do not need to view that as competition. If someone is selling the same product as you, which will happen if not already just know that whatever you create is going to be uniquely yours your imagination your touch your personality is going to make it yours and you are unique the, the way you show up the way you present yourself you will attract your people 
you will attract your niche. And so, yeah, there could be so many people that sell the same product, but it's, it's about you and what you are providing and how that's different because of your imagination. And so this also goes into really thinking about your product and what you offer and making sure that it is uniquely you. I talk a lot about niche and branding, and this goes hand in hand with that. If you offer something that doesn't have you and your unique spin on it, then it's really hard to stand out from the crowd. So it's really important that you create your product to mesh with what you love and to be focused on one thing. So that's a whole nother topic, but it will really help you as you encounter people who come out with something exactly the same as yours to remind yourself, oh, right, no, but mine is unique because of X, Y, Z. For example, when I had my monthly subscription box, a few other companies came out with them as well. And our niche was one, we had a treat in it every month, candy box. So there was like something that you could eat, but also we wanted it to be like a boutique experience. We didn't want this to be something that you could walk into a quilt shop and find what's in our box on their shelves. We wanted like Etsy shop owners or some unique handmade things that are just not really prevalent everywhere. So it didn't matter if so many other people came out with their own box. Ours had this unique feel to it and unique touch. And so same with your patterns, you know, my niche is this, or I really focus on using fabrics that are like this, or I write patterns that are interactive or whatever it may be that you focus on your product. And then I also want to talk about just putting your blinders on. So if you know of someone who is selling something similar to you, put your blinders on. And that means if you think of like a racehorse, they have physical blinders. They can see in front of them, but they cannot see to the side of them. And that's because they do not, the, the jockeys, the owners, they do not want their horses looking to the side to see who's next to me. How am I doing compared to that person? They do better. They actually perform better when they are not looking to the side. And so if you see someone offering something that's similar to yours, I recommend not going and getting it, not following them to see what they're doing, not anything. Just put your blinders on and focus on your approach and your product and making it the best. And again, that's some mind work because your brain's going to start to say, but wait, maybe look and see. Don't do it. Just don't do it. Stay in your lane. Put your blinders on and know that it is okay and normal. It's just gonna happen that people are gonna offer the same product. Um, that, that's how the world goes. Uh, but you don't have to let that stop you. You don't have to let that, like, so I know some people are like, oh, I was gonna offer this thing, but then I heard someone else is gonna offer it. Don't change your plans. Like, don't, don't do that. You still have a great idea. You have something that you want to do, so keep doing it, move forward with it. You've got this. And if we're going to talk about quilt patterns and you see someone come out with a similar quilt pattern as you or vice versa, if you can take note of your inspiration and actually this is, you know, I saw this tile floor, this place, here's the photo. That's where I got the inspiration. 
then you can move forward with that confidently. You know, you can, or here are my sketches. I've been working on this since this time. I promise you I have seen a handful of times where people are like, oh, that's my idea. They took my idea. First of all, stop worrying if people have your same idea. You just have to stop that. And don't spend the mental energy looking at what other people are doing for so many reasons. One, then you're you're looking and comparing. For two, you don't want to get your ideas from them. You want your ideas from the world, from your experience, from nature. So don't don't look at what other people are doing. Uh, yeah, just keep your blinders on. And rather than compete with someone else or try and catch up with them, focus on your customers. Spend your energy coming up with how you can serve them best. What can you do to give your customers the best experience possible? So that's that's how we focus on that and mentally and emotionally protect yourself from worrying about what other people are doing. And if you're not following someone, someone's like, oh, so-and-so came out with that. You can honestly say, I actually don't even follow them. This was completely my own. I mean, I just saw an article where Taylor Swift was sued for, oh, what's that song? Shake it off. Uh, Haters gonna hate. What's the other one? Haters gonna hate, hate. Anyhow, there are two lyrics in there. Haters gonna hate and something gonna something. And a band came and tried to sue her because she took those phrases from her from their song and she was able to say actually there's all these other songs that use that phrase too it's just a very common phrase and it got thrown out of the courts because a judge said it's true it's just too common of a phrase you know it's like a common traditional quilt block you can't say I came up with that first well really someone else did a long time ago and it's kind of open to everybody so um just you know have confidence moving forward and don't spend your time looking around at what other people are doing. If you've heard me on this podcast before, you've heard me say, do not use Instagram to go and peruse and look at other people. You're using it as a business owner. You are going to use social media and not just Instagram, but all of social media in a very different way. Don't, don't use it to see, to like keep up with people or keep tabs on, well, how are they doing? What are they doing right now? especially if you offer a similar product. Now, if you're looking at someone who's in a different industry or maybe like in your top 100, your dream people that you want to collaborate with, that's different. If this is someone you want to collaborate with, yes, follow them. But if it's someone who you're like, eh, what are they doing? Uh, how, you know, don't, don't follow them. Don't do that. So, which ties us right into the next one. If you see other people growing faster than you or getting more sales than you, this happens to me too. So I am not standing up on like a mountain saying, I have it figured out guys. I'm perfect. No, quite the opposite. We are human. So all of the things that we're talking about today happen and naturally we all react. However, you know, but it's taking a minute to step back and focus like, okay, I actually can take control of my thoughts here. I don't need to let my instant brain take over. So we see other people growing faster in whatever ways, sales, followers, comments, likes, whatever, whatever measurement there is, there will always be someone who's ahead of us and someone who's behind us. And this happened to me recently where I was like, wait, what? And I literally had to step away and do some mind work and some mental work. So my first step suggestion is stop following them. 
If anyone makes you feel like in a little bit of a funk, don't look at their stuff. You can uh, mute them on Instagram so you don't have to literally unfollow them because you don't want to hurt their feelings. Or maybe you don't care, or maybe they won't notice. But if, if that's the case, you can just mute them. Don't open up their emails. Don't go and see how many followers they have. Make it difficult because I know that I get these like, well, maybe I'll just look real quick. Don't do it. Just don't do it. It's going to make you feel yuck and you don't need that. And then, yeah, it takes a little, it takes a little self-control. So don't pay attention to what they offer. Don't look at it because this clearly is some sort of comparison for you. So it's not going to be good to look at that. Re just remove yourself from their atmosphere as much as possible. There might be some overlap of like, well, this person's always posting about them, so I'm going to see about them. I and mean, it's not like you can help everything, but at least when it's really fresh, do what you can to just take them out of your atmosphere for a little bit. Clear your head. And then take that energy that you've been using to look at what they're doing. And when that happens, generally, it becomes sort of a desperate, like, oh, well, I need to do this. And a desperate growth or a desperate, I have to do whatever. Whenever you are coming from a place of desperation, it's not going to be good. Again, speaking from experience. But when you feel desperate and this like urgency to grow, your ideas are not, it, it comes across. Like your audience can feel that. So rather than spending your thought energy on these bad, desperate, like I need to catch up or whatever, take that energy and focus it on your customers. Connect with them. The comparison measuring stick is one that will, it just leaves you feeling bad about yourself. And don't be fooled, even if you're measuring yourself and you think, wow, I'm way ahead of so-and-so, rather than like, oh man, I'm behind. Don't be fooled. That is gonna come and kick you in the butt real fast. The point is, you are comparing. And comparison will only leave you feeling bad. Because once you start comparing, even if it's like, no, but I'm doing so well. In just a second, in a snap of a finger, it's going to leave you feeling bad because there's always someone ahead of you. And then you're into this comparison mindset. So again, I know it's easier said than done, but take the time to do that mind work. Journal if you need to. Write down that this doesn't matter. I'm not about the numbers. In fact, it really helps me to ask myself, why did I start what I started? What's my goal? Why, like, what brings me happiness? What in my job makes me so happy and fulfilled? How can I do more of that? And then all of a sudden, as soon as I remember, why am I doing this? It's not to be number one. Because as soon as we start to rank, that's just, it's a downward spiral. It's not to be better than so-and-so. It's to fill in the blank, whatever your purpose is. And Train your mind when those comparison thoughts come in and you're thinking of someone else to like take control of your brain. We actually have the power to do that. So for example, if you say in your brain or out loud, oh man, so-and-so has X amount of people in their quilt along. I only had X amount. Tell your brain literally or go and write down, I do not want to compare my numbers. I do not show up in a happy place for my customers. Instead, how can I make my next quilt along even better than I did last time? 
And then I would even, like in this exact example, I would go and send out an email to the people who did the quilt along. And this, I'll have this as a sample in the PDF, but a subject line, what would you want to see different? And that would catch my interest, like, huh, what do you mean? And then ask them, hey, thank you so much for either, I had to reach out to people who bought a pattern from me or did a quilt along and say, thank you so much for participating in one of my quilt alongs in the past. I would love to know one thing that you would want to see in my next quilt along. Just reply and let me know and cherish those responses. Like, first of all, because someone has responded, they're like already invested and they're way more likely to do your next quilt along. Second of all, they're telling you what they want. Like that is huge. As business owners, we're always trying to figure out what people want. How can I market? How can I give them what they want? Well, here you go. They're telling you exactly what they want. So that's turning that energy and putting it into something useful. All right, now let's talk about if people are upset that you made a mistake. This is such an interesting one. And I've thought a lot about it as a business owner because whenever you put yourself out there in front of an audience, it's a very interesting thing, but people expect leaders. And yeah, you're going to be like, I'm not a leader, but you are in a way. If you're putting yourself out there, you're a type of a leader. And people expect leaders to be infallible. Am I saying that right? Infallible, infallible? <laughs> to be perfect without mistake, which is dumb, right? Like everyone's imperfect. Everything's going to have mistakes. So first of all, this is, we're just going to talk about because someone is reaching out to you and letting you know that you've made a mistake. So first of all, recognize how they're reaching out to you. You can't control how they're reaching out to you, but you can first look at, is this coming from a place of love? Is it coming from, Hey, I really like and respect you. Hey, just FYI, da, 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 da. If so, be so appreciative. They're helping you. I know too many people who are afraid to reach out and say, hey, there's this mistake because they feel like it's rude. It's not. Like, at least for me, I appreciate that. And you should too, as a business owner, try to appreciate when people reach out and share things with you. It's like having free tech editors out there. They're going to catch your mistakes and let you know for free. Awesome. Thank you so much. I now can fix that thing. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Now, if someone reaches out and they're rude and they're upset, you know, in the first case, they're reaching out because they love you. In this case, we're talking about if someone's rude or they're upset. First of all, it is okay for them to feel that way. It does not mean that A, they are never going to shop from you again, and or it, maybe they won't, but it doesn't matter. Like, honestly, you cannot control their feelings. You can't control their emotions. You can't control their communication and how they're going to reach out to you. Recognize that people sometimes expect perfection and that that is an inside job on their shoulders. That's an issue that they need to resolve. Brene Brown, who I love, teaches us that perfection comes from shame. So when people are reaching out to you because, oh my gosh, you did this and it's not perfect, oh, for shame, that's so terrible. That's their issue. It's not yours. We never 
as business owners start go out there and say we're perfect we make no mistakes no we're coming out and saying hey I discovered this thing or I created this thing and I think you're really gonna like it here you go never never in there have we said I'm perfect I make no errors never gonna make a shipping mistake nothing no 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 the entire human population makes mistakes and the minute someone's expecting perfection, that is a problem for them. So first of all, let's have a little empathy for that person that they are really struggling with perfectionism and judging. And whenever someone judges other people, they are judging themselves. That sounds so cliche. And the first time my husband told me that years ago, I'm like, I don't know about that. The more I've lived, the more I've looked around, it is true. The minute you see someone talking about somebody else, there is shame there. Whether they're saying, oh my gosh, they're so fat. Oh, look at that outfit. Oh, can you believe that? You know, if you were like, take your hand and you point your finger at somebody, there's those three fingers that point back at you. Have you heard that saying? Whenever you're pointing someone, there's three fingers pointing back at you. The idea behind it is very true that the more you're pointing fingers at other people, it just, it sh it's like a mirror of yourself. It shows your insecurities, or in the other case, it shows their insecurities. So generally speaking, when I get, when anyone gets an email from someone like, I can't believe you did this, they have so many insecurities about themselves. My guess is they are not putting themselves out there as a business owner because they would be so terrified that someone would judge them that way. People who freely go out and give, they usually aren't judging people that much. And so they're not worried about other people's judgments. Just notice, go throughout your life. I mean, just even the next week, notice people who are talking about other people or judging other people and how they feel about themselves. And then look for people who are generally just pretty positive and try to avoid talking about other people. They have a much healthier look on their own self. So that's kind of a deep thing to get into there. But point is... If someone reaches out and they're really upset because you've made a mistake, it doesn't matter if you made the mistake or not. The mistake is irrelevant. The thing that we're talking about here is the shame. Like if someone's approaching you in a, in a bad blaming way or shameful way, that is on them. Now, there really might be a mistake. And if so, again, thank them for that. Apologize. Make it right. But it's just not realistic for any person to have a perfect anything. Like, I even have people in my quilt pattern writing class. They're like, oh, no, I put a pattern out and it had a mistake. I'm like, uh-huh. Yeah, that's normal. Like, you can have all the tech editors in the world. Obviously, you don't want to have it be, like, chock full of errors and and just bad. But if you have a mistake here and there that is okay. Like that's normal. Um, I'm not saying like you want to have your math a way off or anything. I'm just saying we are all going to have some mistakes. And so it, it's, it's hard. I get it when it's in the public eye, but everyone makes mistakes, whether or not it's private or public, there are mistakes happening for everyone. It's just that we as entrepreneurs are putting ourselves out there to have those mistakes seen by others. And really, it takes a lot of courage to do that. So if nothing else, pat yourself on the back like, yeah, you know, I put myself out there and I'm doing this. So good for me. 
there's a mistake. I'm going to fix that and move forward and, and then thank them and be kind about it. Also, I would talk to a friend or a loved one when, when that happens, because it, it will. If you're in business long enough, it'll happen. But find someone who sees the best in you and just, you can even ask them, I just need some validation right now. Like, tell me my good attributes, because sometimes you can get really down. I know I do, where I'm like, okay, remind me all the good things about me again. <sighs> yep, got it. Or go to your journal, even better if it comes from yourself, and write down the good things about yourself. It is not conceited. It's not proud. It's healthy. It is healthy to see the good in yourself. And then again, think about why you do what you do. It's not to provide uh, a blemish-free, perfect-free thing. It's to, it, I won't even go in to say what it is because that's very personal for each one of you. But why do you offer what you offer? And fall back on that. Go back on that. And then also, I highly recommend saving your nice emails and your nice DMs. I literally have a folder called Happy Customers, and then I have one called Funny Emails, which aren't so funny. They're actually, I mean, I say funny so that I can laugh at them like, ha ha, this is crazy. But people who send really nasty emails, I put them in a funny folder, which I hope to like compile a book one day of all of those. Um, and sadly, I only started doing that recently. I wish I'd done that from the beginning of my business. But those are more to write a book one day. But do save the positive ones. And I have been doing that for a while. And letters. Sometimes people will send letters in the mail or something, which honestly makes my day. Or a gift. Just put those in a place where you can go back and look at them and remind yourself of the good that you're doing and the impact that you're making, the lives that you're touching. Nothing can pick you up like knowing, okay, I've impacted this person and this person and that's why I'm doing this. And then know that you are not alone because it's very easy to feel like I am the worst. There's no way, and again, the comparison that so-and-so or so-and-so ever gets an email like this or ever makes a mistake like this. I'm going to tell you right now that Everyone who is in business gets this feedback. Everyone makes mistakes. Everyone's had embarrassing, like, I will never tell a soul about this and I would die. You know, like just everyone, every person, even those that you look at and think, nope, no way, they're too perfect. I bet my life. And some people I know who are friends in the industry that I thought that before. And then we talk, I'm like, oh, there's like an odd sense of relief, like, oh, good, they've had that too. Thank goodness I'm not alone. If they can do it, then surely I'll be okay too. So you're not alone. This is not the end of your career. In fact, you have got to get this kind of feedback to learn how to improve and to strengthen, you know, toughen your skin a little bit. It's just part of the ride. So buckle up and, and consider yourself like, okay, I've made it. I have made it. Now, if you're getting those kinds of emails more than you're getting the good ones, that's, you know, worth looking at, which brings me to the next point. Use this as an opportunity to improve. Don't be so arrogant to think like, nope, they're wrong. I couldn't possibly make a mistake. No, no, no. Them, them, them. Honestly, step back and evaluate. Like, is there truth to what they're saying? How can I make this better? And then sit with the fact that you aren't perfect accept it and embrace it. The faster you can let go of that ideal, the faster you can put out content and be okay with it not being perfect. 
I mean, I've talked about it before, but you just have to get the content out there. You've got to share your stuff. And if you are paralyzed by, oh, it's not going to be perfect, there's some mistakes, you'll just, you'll never move forward. So sit with that, embrace it. We're not perfect. We're not meant to be. It's okay. <laughs> Life goes on. In fact, people are going to love you even more for just being real. And the people who don't aren't your people. So there we are. And then, you know, let people know, oh, yes, thank you so much. Thank you for pointing this out. I'd love to give you blank as a thank you for, for catching that. Uh, saying thank you and showing that to them. And then our loved ones, right? Okay, we're talking about emotional resilience. Our loved ones. How many of you who run a business feel like sometimes your relationships struggle a bit or take a back seat because the business is number one priority? Every single one of us at some point, because this balance in life, and I say that with like quotations around it, is such a false idea that like, oh, we can find balance. So yeah, oof, this is a hard one. We love our business, but we don't want to sacrifice, you know, our family, friends, partner, whatever for the business. So what I recommend is talking to your loved ones. Ask them what they want from you. And also know, I mean, I wouldn't go to like my youngest child and say, I, I would word it in a way, not just like, what do you want from me? Especially knowing if one of my kids were to be like, well, actually what I really want is a shopping spree or, you know, but just asking them, how, how do you feel loved from me? How have I been showing up for you lately? I want to be here for you. I love my business, but you come way before that. Like, you're my number one. Let them know that you love them. Then also, I suggest setting up office hours. Like, make this a non-negotiable where I will be done working by whatever time and stick to it. Just commit. Tell yourself, nope, I will not do work once the kids are home or once we have dinner or whatever, whatever that might look like for you, set your office hours. And it can be especially hard if you work from home where you can work whenever, literally whenever, like I do, but I mean, you can, but it's really important to, to set some boundaries for yourself. And then I'm working on this one myself with my phone, but turn off your phone and or your computer at a certain time and again, hold yourself to it. Or, or turn off. I mean, for me, it's really got to be the phone. If I just say, don't open up Instagram or don't open up whatever. Uh, if the phone's there, it's just like a natural twitch of the thumb. Just click on it. Or delete the apps until the next day. Or, or you can lock them. You can even go to downtime if you have an Apple phone. I don't know about others, but I have an Apple phone. And you can go to downtime and set certain times where you cannot open up the app. Um, so just, you know, having some boundaries and good communication. Can really help with that. And then mentally thinking about the business all the time, right? We, we know if you listen to the podcast, this is me. Raise your hand if this is you. I would really love, I mean, are there entrepreneurs out there who don't think about their business all the time? If so, shoot me a DM and just tell me what that's like inside your brain because I'm very intrigued because I know I've talked to other entrepreneurs and they're like, oh yeah, all consuming all the time. So please tell me if you are an entrepreneur out there and your business is not all consuming because I'm very fascinated. So right, mentally thinking about your business all the time. What can you do about this? 
I only have a couple of ideas because, because, because I think about it all the time. But I do like to keep an, I have notes, like a notepad on my phone. And if I get ideas, I'll go in and jot a note down. And that way I don't have to keep thinking about it or obsessing about it or, oh, I hope I don't forget about this. I wrote it down. And if I especially, let's say, I don't know, I'm trying to think of an example. Well, a couple things. If I think of a pattern name, I like to keep a running list of names for patterns that I could potentially use. So that's something. But let's say I think of a podcast idea and I'll say, I want to talk about this. And then I want to be sure to cover this, this, and this. I'll just jot down those things that I want to be sure to cover. It's been very helpful. And then I'm able to shut my brain off and not keep obsessing or thinking about it because I know it's written down and I can come back to that. And I do go back to that and it works. It works really well. And then again, set a time to be done with work and stick to it. Otherwise there is always more you can do. Always, right? People are like, oh, I'm done. I'm like, what do you mean you're done? There's always more. Like it's of my own creation, but like there is always more that could be done. And so realizing it's just going to have to be me stepping away. And sometimes I literally have to go on vacation to where like I will be checked out. I will be out without Wi-Fi. Like I, I have to go out and it takes me a little bit to unwind. And then I'm like, ah, yes, this is really good. I need this. So sometimes even just like checking out literally like, bye, I'm going, we're going on vacation, no Wi-Fi, which is hard nowadays to find a place with no Wi-Fi, but, but you can do it. And then that topic of if you feel like you're having more success than some of your peers, people who maybe you were moving at the same pace as, and now all of a sudden you've grown a little bit and you might feel like they are hurt or jealous or whatever, you know, whatever those feelings might look like. I recommend just being nice, being empathetic, letting them cope you cannot control them. How they're going to cope with that or feel it and experience it is out of your control. You do not need to feel bad about having success and you don't need to try and fix anyone else. So you kind of have to let them go through what they're going to go through and recognize that it's totally normal. My guess is you've gone through it yourself, those feelings. And so we all know that it's kind of hard as much as nice as we all are, as much as we want to like, yes, there's room for everyone. There's also a natural part of us that's going to at first be like, Oh, whoa, what? You know, I mean, it's like my best friend in high school and then in college, she got married and I was like, what, what you're leaving me for this guy. I feel abandoned. Like, you know, it can feel like that when you've been equal, 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 and all of a sudden growth for you and not them. It can feel like abandonment or, or so many things. So just being gracious and kind and letting them figure that out and being there when they are ready. And if you realize actually this may not be the best friendship, I'm not sure that they have my best interests in mind. That might happen too. And that's okay. You can still be nice. Um, but having those safe boundaries also, you know, is very helpful. And then just in general, find a support group. I don't even know where I heard this the first time, but we are the sum of the five people we hang out with the most. So surround yourself with positive people. 
if you are surrounding yourself with people who are judging others, who are feeling insecure, it's going to rub off. We really are the sum of who we surround ourselves with. So, I mean, one of those people could be me with the podcast. If you're surrounding yourself with that and listening to it all the time, it does rub off. Like, it will have an effect on you. Uh, but, you know, find a good group of people. Find people who are not, I mean, and when I say find people who are successful, I'm not saying, like, you need to find stepping stones. Like, you need to find people who are going to lift you up. I don't care what their success looks like in terms of money or numbers. I'm not talking comparison like that. I just mean people who are actually doing the things and having success in whatever whatever way that might look like, you know, and who are positive and happy. Because there are definitely some successful people that I'm like, I'd rather not. I'd just rather not. They're, you know, my husband's a financial advisor and we went on a trip with all these other financial advisors. And there were some that I'm just like, oh, they're very full of themselves. And others who were so down to earth. And, you know, some are like right off the bat, oh, yeah, I have another home here. And we travel all over the world. I'm like, oh, you think you're really cool. <laughs> and then other people like were at, you know, a award thing. And you would have no idea what they do, how much they are. They don't talk about it. They don't flaunt it, you know. And so those are the people that I'm like, yep, I'll be, I'll be your person. Let's hang out, you and me. And so it's the same. You want to find people who are down to earth, who you mesh with, who are positive, who can lift you up. If you're feeling down, they can, hey, remind you, you're, you're good. Or if you really did make a mistake, because that also happens rather than just like, oh, there was a typo. Sometimes you can make some really big whoops of daisies. And for someone to have your back and be like, don't worry about it. Like, this happens. It's going to be okay. Let's pick ourselves up and move forward. And also, you know, avoid talking poorly about other people, especially names like, oh, did you see so-and-so or da-da-da-da. It's very, very easy for us to do that as humans, um, especially in business. It doesn't matter anywhere. I say especially in business, but really anywhere. So just avoid that trap of talking about people because it pretty quickly falls into that comparison or judgment, which again comes to the inside job where that says much more about us than it does about the person we're talking about. And then, as I mentioned at the very beginning, I highly recommend having a therapist. It has been so helpful for me as a professional. We honestly mostly talk about business when we talk. It's surprising when I'm like, actually, I've got something else to talk about today. It's like, oh, really? Huh? Which goes to show you how much I think about my business. But um, hugely helpful to talk to a professional who is removed they can give you sound advice. They don't know these other people. You know, they are strictly professional and removed from the situation and they can help you with whatever you're struggling with. So highly, highly recommend having a therapist. I mean, entrepreneurship, like I said, it is a ride emotionally. So there are some things that we can do to protect ourselves. And so also just some things to think about like in practice. So these have been a lot of mindset things but actual tangible thing that I have done. And I, I get that at the very beginning of your business, this is maybe not an option unless you have like an intern who's not getting paid. But, but point is I have someone now that I've hired who is in my inbox and I had to have that. I was not in a good place emotionally 
first of all, checking my emails every day, the volume of emails that came in. And then with my ADHD, like for whatever reason, emails are really bad for me. It is, I, it's not, it is not my skill set. Like checking my emails and getting back to them. I just, ugh, ugh, makes me want to cringe. But then also any email that I got where someone was even slightly upset, it really would throw me in a funk. And so I have now someone who reads my emails and we talk and she'll say, okay, you've got this, this, this. And if someone is unhappy, she'll just give me a summary and say, someone wants a refund. I don't know. I'm just coming up with something. They want a refund for your pattern. I don't know. Cause of a typo that actually has not happened. I'm just making that up. But, um, to just tell me the facts instead of me going in and reading their email, that's very emotionally written, you know? Uh, so that's been a very good filter and has really helped me. So if that's a big thing for you, see how and when you could get someone to go into your inbox. I mean, it's got to be someone you trust and all of that, but it's very, very helpful to have just like a wall there where you don't need to be the first line of defense, the first person to read all of those, just have a little bit of a filter. And then, you know, just in general, practice showing kindness towards others. Like I mentioned, the less you judge or get upset with others, first of all, the easier it is to see the good in others and to have empathy, but the less you'll judge yourself and the more kind you will be towards yourself. And when people get upset with you, it's much easier to just show up from a place of kindness and, and giving them a little bit of grace or giving them some room to like, yeah, it's okay. I get it. You know, um, so yeah, practice giving kindness and assuming the best from others. And then, you know, talking with those around you. How how can I show up best for you, like your loved ones? And putting some things in place. Like, I will have these office hours. I will be done at this time. I mean, that's very good mentally for so many reasons, but also just emotionally to protect yourself, to have some balance in life. Again, balance is this elusive, like, non-existent thing but some better boundaries in your life will really greatly help you. And of course, a good therapist. I cannot stress that one enough. It is it's just so awesome to talk to a professional. So those are my tips for you today on how to emotionally protect yourself as an entrepreneur. I would love to hear from you on any other ideas you have of how to emotionally protect yourself. What are some things that you do Send me a DM. DMs are the best. You just heard how I feel about email. Um, I mean, I have someone in there helping, but send me a DM because I do check those. And let me know, you know, what, what do you do to emotionally protect yourself? What has helped? And if you want the free templates where I have some written down emails that you can use, go to clitterscandy.com forward slash 87. This is episode 87. And you can get those free email templates that you can use. You could use them as a DM. You can use them however you want, but they're already pre-written and you can just tailor them to you, your business, your message. So thank you so much for being here on the Crafty Guru podcast. I will be back next Friday with a brand new episode. And don't forget to write a review on Apple Podcasts because you will be entered to win January, the month of January of the Crafty Career Club for free. Also, don't forget to take a picture of your review and send it to me because this may have been like, oh, I left a review a year ago. That's fine. If you've done that, 
go ahead, send me the screenshot and you are entered. And again, thank you so much for being here. Have a wonderful week. We'll see you next Friday. Mm -hmm.